Hello, you're listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this message. Welcome, Facebook family. This is Pastor Helene Robinson again on this special day. It is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And I want to say before we pray and get started, being a mother is not just whether you have actually given birth to a child. And I am so thankful for all the mothers that have been in my life. Actually, mothers are those that nurture by nature. So if you really look back, there are more people that poured into your life other than just your mother. So on this Mother's Day, if mom is not with you, I want you to remember all those ladies, and some of them still may be around, that poured into you and gave you wisdom and took time with you. So wish them Happy Mother's Day on today. So Happy Mother's Day to everyone. And I want us to pray because I believe there is a word from the Lord. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for another day. Thank you for your angels that have watched over us and allowed us to be here, uh, to hear the word of God, for you to speak to us. So Father, touch our ears to hear and our hearts to receive what you have to say to us, that when we leave one another and when we're all said and done, we shall be better. So Father, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I want to talk to the mothers today. And being a mother myself, I, yes, I am looking for all gifts, gift certificates, all the forget COVID-19, my kids better find a way. So hallelujah. So on that note, but I want us to get to the word of God and I want us to talk about the mother of all mothers. And uh, we're going to talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus on today. But I want to talk about their phases that we go through as mothers. And I realized that Mary was an excellent example. So you know me, I want to give you the title before we move into scripture. And the title for today's lesson is Love Them, Release Them, Respect Them, or You'll Lose Them. You got to love them, meaning your children. You have to release them. You have to respect them or you'll lose them. Man, we're going to hit on all of them just a little, but I want you to just ask the Lord, even during the course of the week, to help me find out where I'm struggling in the love thing, the respect thing, releasing. Lord, help me because I don't want to lose my babies. So I want to talk about Mary, and, and we're going to go back to the beginning. We're going to talk about our Savior's birth because there was nothing normal about that. There was nothing normal. And we're going to talk, go to Luke chapter one, and I will be coming from the NIV, the new international version. And it foretells of Jesus's birth. And I want us to look at that just a minute because Mary was integral in Jesus success. The Bible says she was highly favored above other women. And so as a mother, you have a key part and you play a key part in your child's success. You understand that your baby is not just any baby. Jesus did not just decide, oh, well, by accident, you're going to get this one or he's going to get, no, that's going to be the father. No, every child is important and every child, God has a plan. So as a mother, we play a part in the plan of God for our children's lives. That is so amazing to consider. 
I play a part in the plan of God being fulfilled in my child's life. Now we're going to talk about as our children grow, they take on more responsibility for that plan, but we play an integral part. Yes, Mary was highly favored, highly favored above all women. And so Luke chapter one, and I want to start at verse 26. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever and his kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. In verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. So the fact that Jesus was born and the way he was born was a miracle all by itself. It was, it was mind boggling how it all happened. No one could do that but God. And in the conversation with the angel, the angel gave Mary a little more detail than even what we get. She says, now listen, this is what's going to happen. You're going to bear a son. You even went so far as to tell him, this is what you're going to call him. And this is what he's going to be. And he says, you're highly favored. And what I'm telling you, you're going to do, you can do. So we have babies and we have children and we don't get as much as Mary did. But understand, every child that the Lord so designs to be here, God has a plan for them. And you as a mother play an integral part. I love the part, verse 38, it says, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. He says, be it unto me according to thy word, when translation says. And so Mary submitted to what God was going to do. Let me tell you, Mary loved her baby. That's the first step. We gotta love him. We love him. We love him. We are a nurturing group of people. We want what's best for our children. We make sacrifices, usually in a home. We are the first ones up and we're the last ones to go to bed. We're talking about fathers on Father's Day. We are the first ones up and the last ones to go to bed. Usually when the baby gets sick, they're not looking for dad, even though that's not a bad thing, but they're looking for mom most of the time. So we love our children. And from this first step of loving them, from the step of, of loving them as your own, as looking at them and Googling and gaga and calling and reading to them. We love them. But then there comes a time where we continue to grow in our love, but our children get to the point where now we have to release them. Now, what does releasing a child look like? 
Because I'm going to tell you, um, I don't care how old you are. Your mother's always going to feel she can share her thoughts and opinions on your life. Wasn't that nicely put? Your mother is always going to feel, and she'll tell you, you're still my baby or you're still my child. I am still, usually they say it this way, I'm still your mother. So what part in our step as a mom, do we love them, love them, and then you get to a point of release? What does release look like? Well, release looks like when that child is able to make decisions on their own, you no longer have the control to say, you have to do it this way or you have to do it that way. I have to release them and the teachings that I have put in them. Now, Jesus went about, Jesus went about performing miracles. Jesus went about doing great things. And at some point, Mary went from shifting from loving even the more to releasing the call that God had on his life. Remember, the angel told her a little glimpse of what Jesus came to do. She told Mary a little glimpse about his name. This is what it would be called. So after she loves him and she loves him, he's slowly but surely developing into what God called him to be. So I have to learn how to love him and yet release him. I have to learn how to do that. So let's look and see now in scripture, how Jesus begins to come into his own. All right. So do me a favor and turn to Mark 6. Mark chapter six, and I want to start at verse one. Jesus is coming into his own. What does that look like? What does it look like when we have to release our babies? It says Jesus left there, Mark six and, and verse one, and I'm reading from the NIV. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogues and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Okay, so now let's, they saw and heard of all the great things Jesus was doing. But now they couldn't wrap around and they had an attitude about what our Lord was doing. So listen to how they responded isn't this the carpenter? Jesus was walking into what he was born to do. And people weren't receiving what he was doing. They weren't receiving. They, they, they couldn't phantom that this man was saying these things or doing these miraculous works. So they wanted to bring down his glorious works and put them in a realm where they could understand. So they now try to explain Jesus on their own level. Isn't this the carpenter? Watch this. Isn't this Mary's son? See, as a mother, Mary knew the call of God on her son's life. People may not know what's going on with your child. People may not understand the call of God on your, on your child's life, but you as a mother can love them and be in relationship with God enough to release them into the call of God on their lives. All right. So he says, isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph and Judas and Simon? Aren't these his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him, got upset with Jesus. See, they didn't know the call of God. They didn't know the plan of God for Jesus's life. But his mother knew even when they began, isn't this just Mary's son? 
Don't ever let the world just tell you your babies. This he's just another kid. He's just another child. No, he is that anointed gift that God has given you that you have loved. And now you're learning to release him so he or she can walk in what God has called them to walk in. And so that's when Jesus says in verse four, and Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own town, among his relatives and his own home. He could do no miracles there except lay hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. So now we go from loving to releasing. And now we have to respect them. I have to love my child. I have to release my child into the call and what, what God has called them to do. And I think as parents, a lot of times we have a plan for our children when they're born. There are certain career paths we want them to take certain things that we want them to do. But I tell you, only God has the plans even for our children. We don't know. We honestly, we don't know. We are to cover them and nurture them, but God has the final say. So we love them and then we release them into the plan that God has for them. Then here's the other part that's a little hard. We have to respect their decisions. Now, there's a difference between me respecting your decisions and agreeing with your decisions. Oh my gosh. Some of our children make bad decisions. I have to respect that that's your bad decision. Mm -hmm. I can't make you not do a certain thing. I can give counsel. We can talk. We can try to say, I don't think that's a good idea. But as a parent and as a mother, after a while, I have to love you. I have to release you and respect the decision that you made. Doesn't mean I agree with it, but because you are an adult and that's the decision you're going to make, I respect that that's your decision. This is where sometimes we struggle because when we don't respect our children's decisions, whether we agree with them or not, we run that risk of losing them. Sometimes our children are only going to learn once they grow through things. They're going to have to experience certain things. But if we're not a point of respect, we will drive them away. They will stop sharing things with us. You don't want to hear what I have to say anyway. You don't respect me anyway. You want me to do what you say do. And you want to hear it. And you will hear them say these things because I love them. I call myself releasing them. But really, I haven't released them because what I'm really saying, I'm going to release you and I respect you if you do what I want you to do. It's not how it works. I have to love them. I have to release them and I have to respect the decisions they make. Now, if I train up a child the way it should go, my prayer is that the decisions they make will be healthy and line up with the plan of God for their life. But even when that does not happen, I still have to learn to respect my children because here's the thing. If I respect them, I believe God is going to give me that window to keep wisdom and keep that conversation going. None of us want to lose our children. So we have to learn to love them, release them, and respect them. Go with me to Luke chapter two. Mm -hmm. Luke chapter two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want to start at verse, I believe it's 41. Luke chapter two, and I want to start at verse 41. Because that's the part that I think kind of um, makes it hard for us. We feel that when our children don't do what we say, or we feel they're going the wrong way, 
that we don't respect their decision. I have to respect now that this is your decision. Doesn't mean I have to like it, but I need to respect it because I do believe that God is going to continue to give me that open line of communication if I learn to respect you. So Luke chapter two, reading out the New International Version, starting at verse 41. It says, every year Jesus's parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. And after the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. So Jesus lags behind and stays and the parents think he's with them and he's really not. And verse 44 says, thinking he was in their company, they travel on for a day. They didn't realize it was Jesus was gone for some time. And then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. You know, that va national vacation lampoon with Chubby Chase got all the relatives going together. Reminds me of my own father-in-law, my in-laws family, all of us traveling a pack. And all of a sudden, a few days later, a home alone. That's the movie where you travel somewhere and you lost a kid. So they get all the way where they're going and they're looking around amongst all the family. Where is Jesus? Jesus is not here. So it says, when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. And after three days, listen how long Jesus was gone. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? In other words, why did you cause us to worry so bad? Why didn't you hang out with us? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Look at verse 49. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. So in other words, they were a little annoyed and, and that he just wasn't like all the other cousins and nephews and they hanging around. Jesus was always on the plan and on the move for what God had him. So I told you, you have to love them. Yes, you do. You have to release them. Yes, you do. Then you have to respect the call. They have to respect that they're about their father's business because if I don't, then I'm going to end up losing them. And I tell you, we as people and we as mothers understand that we play a crucial part in our baby's success and our children's success and in their walk with God. So on this Mother's Day, I just want you to bear in mind because ah, there are quite a few scriptures here that I could go through, but I won't. I want you just to study Mary's life and think about what I said. Love them, release them, and respect them. And if you don't, we could possibly lose them. Because I tell you, we not only are... It's the hand of God on our children's lives. On our lives as mothers, his hand is on our lives. And for our children, whatever season they're in, whatever is going on with them, God has anointed you as that mother to walk them through whatever phase and keep them blessed and to keep them covered. Right now, I want us to pray. Yes, I do. And I want us to pray for every mother on today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for being the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I thank you for the word of God. 
I pray, dear God, that the word found good ground on today. I thank you that the word of God will bear much fruit, Father, and that fruit shall remain. Father, I pray that a mother finds herself at whatever stage she's in, the loving stage, the releasing stage, the respect stage, Father, because we don't want to lose them. And so, Father, we, we want to be able to nurture them and, and walk them through to the plan of God be fulfilled in their lives. It's not about us. God, but what have you called them to do? We want the will of God to be done in our children's life. Not what we say, not what we say, but Father, we give them back to you. And Father, I thank you for the strength and the anointing that you have given every mother to walk in her calling on today. Father, I pray a special blessing for those that are bereaved. This is the first Mother's Day that some are experiencing without their biological mother. But Father, I thank you. You pro promised to be a father to the fatherless, and a mother to the motherless. So Father, I thank you. Comfort them today as only you can. Now, Father, we have prayed this prayer in faith. And the word of God says, when we pray in faith, you hear us. And not only do you hear us, but you are going to answer. So we count it down and give you glory for it. In Jesus name, amen. Well, Facebook family, I pray you have a fabulous Mother's Day. Enjoy Jesus. Take every gift. You deserve everything. Let the children wait on you. Don't feel bad about it at all. Enjoy it. And until the next time, be blessed, everyone. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Life Worship Center podcast with Pastor Helene Robinson. If you're interested in joining us on Sundays at 1 p.m. through our Facebook live stream, simply type Life Worship Center in the search column. Make sure to check for the church's logo and hit the like button. You can also find us on YouTube as well, following the previous instructions, then clicking the subscribe button. Join us and be blessed. And remember, there's life in the word.